And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, how important is our willingness to follow the Lord? Contrary to popular political opinions, our relationship with the Lord is significantly more important than our relationship with anyone or anything else. That includes work, friends, and family. Without reservation, Abraham learned the hard way. His life was an example for Christians. After all, he is called the father of our faith in the New Testament. Next, sometimes judgment from God comes at times that people would not expect. For the children of Israel, God delayed his judgment against the sins of King Saul, and it manifested during the reign of King David. Why? Well, number one, ask God. But number two, the truth cannot be denied that God is a God of holiness, righteousness, and justice. And he makes right that which is wrong, but it sure can come at a weird time. And finally, the proof of power is in a partnership with the proof of the truth. When God displays his power, he affirms his word and his character. And when God brings his miraculous power, which only takes a moment to bring, he doesn't do it behind a screen. The miracles of God are for our viewing. They are spectacular, and they are on open display. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive. So much more. Hey. 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 Hey there. Hey now. Hi. Hey now. We're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us at 214-210-8483. Why do you repeat those numbers every time? New listeners, new listeners. 214-210-8483. You can also call us at 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you will not win the lottery. But you will get a chance to talk to Captain Chris, and then you will be... All right, now, keep in mind, right, any topic is open for conversation. Now, why is any topic open for conversation? Well, first of all, because it's not professional radio, it's just radio, and sometimes we're not too sure about that. We know it's at least two cans and a string. We got that going. Here's the bottom line. 
It's not a kvetch fest so that you can call up and complain. There's plenty of shows for that, and we support you interacting with them. On this show, our goal is to encourage one another, strengthen one another, bless one another, lift up one another, share testimonies, share praise uh, concerns, all of it together as a collective body. I don't care what your background is. I don't care what your denomination is. I care that Jesus Christ is your Lord. I care that you have your Heavenly Father, the Lordship and the blood of Jesus Christ in your life, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. I care that we maintain the unity of the faith that is there for us to maintain. And I stand with King David in Psalm 119 where he said, I am a friend to all them who fear you. It's like, yep, got it. That's where we're going with this. And so we want to encourage you. We want you to be able to reach out to us. We want you to share praise reports and prayer requests. What a fantastic job Cordelia did sharing testimonies about things going on in her life. The Lord is really blessing her. And when you hear that, you should recognize it's not because Cordelia has done anything. She's a daughter of the Most High God, and the Lord has granted that to her. And that granting could be coming to you next Make sure when it does, you share your testimony. Here's a trivia question, though, to keep everybody on the same track. To whom did the risen Jesus say, this is the risen Jesus, to whom did the risen Jesus say, take care of my sheep? Who said that? Take care of my sheep. If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david at he must org. I do want to give people an update on one thing. So my wife did a fantastic job. I will tell you in the last week, they did about $135,000 worth of flowers. And you have to think about this. 30 to four, $35 a pop. <laughs> it's like, I just told her, eh, no way. <laughs> no way. And then, you know, you have some people, and they're stressed when they come in, and they express that stress and drop that stress on people. So for her not to, you know, see, see if I was there, it'd be simple. I just have a hose. And every time somebody came in and wasn't nice, I'd just squirt them in the face. <laughs> you know, that, that would be how I would do it. I guess you can't do that and keep a job, though. <laughs> that's, kind of what the, that's the impression I was getting. So anyhow, uh, but she is pretty tired. So I just would appreciate you just keeping her uh, before you in prayer. And then the other thing is please remember to pray for the audience that's listening. And the thing that we're asking you for this year, at least next for two months or so, or three months, is recovery. A lot of people just need a little bit of recovery, a little bit of breathing room, a little bit of break, a little bit of, okay, let's get back on our feet. Seven times a righteous man falls, and seven times he gets back up. It's just straightforward as can be. Uh, when you're, I, I learned how to ride a horse, and when I fell off the horse, you know what I didn't do? I didn't just lay there. Because... <laughs> That was a bad plan, just to lay there. So you get up and you dust yourself off and up you go, right? That's what we're praying for everybody to be involved with. Okay, trivia question's been laid out. We do have somebody calling in. Okay. Uh, see, is there anything else to tell you guys? No, no, no. Birdie's doing good. No problems anymore with the little cut that he had. Donna, Donna, Donna. That's all good. That's all good. School. Uh, Eric was praying for me on Sunday. He knew that I was doing a lot of uh, schoolwork. Uh, I really appreciate the prayers, Eric. I only have three pages left, and then I only have like 150 pages left in the next, like, you know, eight weeks. <laughs> I can't wait till this is done. Hey, if you think about getting a doctorate, 
don't. Anyway, <laughs> somebody ready for to answer the trivia question? All right, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Oh, good. I'm so glad you called. Tomorrow's show will will be a real help for Susie, even if you listen to it and take notes for her, uh, or if she can listen to it or something. I think it'll be a blessing for her. Okay. So I, she said she was going to, and um, she wanted me to thank you for all the prayers. But um, I'll answer the question first, I think, and then I'll uh, ask for a prayer request. You got it. All right. To whom did the risen Jesus say, take care of my sheep? I'm not 100% positive, but is it Peter? That is correct, Amundo. Oh, good. <laughs> and, and the great thing there, and we've talked about this in the past, do you remember how many times Jesus said that to Peter? No. He said, no. Oh, three, three. That's right. Now, how many times did Peter deny Jesus? Three. There you go. There it is. Three times he denied him. Three times Jesus restored him. Isn't oh, that right, cool? Right. That is so cool. I love stuff like that. All right, what's your prayer request? <laughs> oh, um, my friend Susie is having a procedure next Monday, and um, she's going to have to have surgery, but she wanted prayer for her to make it through the procedure she's going to have on Monday for strength and to make it through it. Got it. Let's do it. Let's pray right now. Let's do it together. Father, okay. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up Susie to you. And Lord, any surgery creates a sense of fear. It, it creates a sense of unknown. And we know that's not a comfortable feeling. So we're asking for Susie in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ, that you would give her a peace that passes all understanding so that she could be settled and not fearful and not kind of like uh, uh, scared or doubting, but just a peace that you will help her get through and it will be well and you will be with her in the process and she need not be afraid. You've said that so many times, fear not, fear not. Let that apply for her as well, for you haven't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And we pray that in Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right. Amen. Thank you so much, David. I appreciate that. You got it. And we'll keep praying for you as well that things are going good for you, too. Okay? Well, thank you. Okay, and y'all have a good day. All right. God bless you. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. So there's so much going on, isn't it? I love this, though. See, this is what I, I love to do. I would rather—I'm just telling you guys. I know you guys don't think this. There's many things that I'm going to teach. <laughs> I'm going to teach them one way or another. <laughs> There's, a, there's seven and a half hours a week, and they're getting in there one way or another. But I would much rather engage with the people of God like we're doing today, and I'll tell you why. Because it's more reflective of what Jesus told us, that we should love one another, and by that love for one another, be a witness for Jesus Christ in his kingdom. That's so much better than anything I could ever teach, ever. Just saying. You guys know that's true. All right. All right. We'll take our break and then we'll come back. You are listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, you reach down and see Let's get into our text. Colossians chapter. We covered everything, right? Okay. Colossians chapter 3, verses. 
two through four. Whatever you do, or I'm sorry, it's uh, actually Colossians three twenty four. Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically. Is something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord because you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture tells us that whatever we do, now I've, we've gone through this a couple of times and we have to go through it uh, multiple more times to really grasp it. But that phrase, whatever we do, happens to mean whatever we do. That's what it means. And we're supposed to do it enthusiastically, with an eagerness, not with an obnoxiousness, with an eagerness to do it as unto the Lord. So the things that we're required to do that we have to do, there should be a disposition, an attitude of enthusiasm that is connected to the Lord. It's not that you like to do everything, but if you can understand that in the doing of it unto the Lord— you're doing it with a different priority in mind. You understand that? In other words, what you do, do it unto the Lord and do it with this attitude of a full heart and an eagerness. I had somebody, I'll say her name, Susie Lopez was at KPRZ. She was the direct marketing director. Uh, Susie did the marketing director for San Diego. She said something to me one time that was so profoundly simple it was irritating because i had to do something for a client because that's what you had to do at salem and it was like blah all right so she said dave she goes if you can't get out of it get into it and it was like that was really good advice if you can't remove yourself from it and you have to do it at least do it right I mean, do what you're going to do and do it with the right attitude. Do it with the right spirit. Do it with this uh, uh, better mindset. And I think she was more right than wrong. No, I'm not talking about doing bad things or anything like that. So stop. That's, that's weird stuff. I'm talking about doing it as unto the Lord and recognizing that when you do it that way, it is from the Lord and only the Lord that you will receive the true eternal reward. You might uh, go through whatever your process is, but when you do it as unto the Lord, you can recognize that the Lord is the one that brings the reward. And that's just living your life for the Lord. And that's just good, right? I mean, that can't be a bad thing. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for your next trivia question. A harder question. Ooh, so far they haven't been that hard. This one's a classic, but you should know this. Okay, kind of going backwards. So we just did like a resurrection-y one. So now we're going resurrection-y one. Okay, going backwards towards the Last Supper. Which is the only gospel to record the event of Jesus washing his disciples' feet? Which is the only gospel to record the event of Jesus washing his disciples' feet? If you think you know the answer, you are welcome to call us at 972-445-0770. You can also text us at 214-210-8483, or you can send an email to David at he must org. What is the gospel 
There's only one, so you got a one in four chance, okay? If you don't get this, my advice is don't play the lottery. No, no, I'm kidding. Don't, uh, but just be aware. You need to know what gospel it's in. That's important, okay? All right, while we're going through that, I do have a, uh, a joke that we're going to do. So we're not going to not do the joke. I don't know why you think we would not do it. Uh, and you're thinking, well, you haven't spent enough time teaching. Okay, relax. Okay, all right, relax. Take a deep breath. <laughs> Okay, some of you, I, I'm going to tell you this ahead of time. Some of you are going to be offended by this. And for those of you who are offended, I'm sorry that you're not funny. <laughs> okay. Well, first we'll have somebody answer it, and then I'll do the joke. <laughs> okay? But for those that are going to be offended, because I know you're going to get offended. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, you don't have a sense of humor. Let's answer the question first. Here we go. Let's do that. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. It's Samson. Hey, Samson. How are you, brother? Hey, very good. Good. I'm good. You sound good. Your spirit sounds good. You sound a little bit upbeat, and that's good to hear. I like it when I hear that. <laughs> good. <laughs> All right, my friend. Which is the only gospel to record the event of Jesus washing his disciples' feet? Yes. It's uh, the beloved Disciple, the John. That is correct, Amendo. It is the beloved disciple, John. That is where that is, that, that he's the, the one that recorded that. And the one thing about John, so, and I'm sure you're familiar with this, but there's four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And Matthew, Mark, and Luke are called synoptic for Gospels because they see things the same. And then John comes along, and it's like he writes so differently. You're like going, wow. And I think that's why he wrote Revelation, because he could see things differently and more embracing than others. And he wrote certain things that nobody else had. Very unique Gospel, but tons of fun and tons of a blessing to read. Love it. Love it. How are you? How's your any any updates on the family? Any updates on anything else? Uh, not uh, the car. We are still hunting and looking. Okay. Well, uh, we're just but, gonna keep. But praying. I was very encouraged by that uh, our sister's uh, uh, testimony that she shared earlier, like in maybe twenty minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. That's Cordelia yeah. sharing uh, that. That that's Joy Ann and Cordelia, uh, their sisters, yeah. and that what a great testimony and a blessing. Yeah. To hear that, because you hear, wait, God just did that for somebody. Wait, I that can happen. And yeah, that, why not me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's not based on anybody being good enough. It's just at the time, at the moment, and then you have that trusting element, and it it steps up your faith just a little bit, and that's that's that mustard seed faith that helps us move mountains. And that's important. Yeah. Excellent. No, I want to. Yeah, I want to applause for her her courage to share her testimony to encourage the other, her brother and sister like me. So I was very encouraged by her testimony. Very good. Great, great statement, and I greatly appreciate you sharing that. And also, I deeply admire the way you run the radio show. I've never listened to anybody run the way you run to give the audience a chance to share uh, what God is speaking to them according to the Spirit. So. So I want to say thank you, David. Well, you're you're more than welcome. I'm just well aware that there's a lot more wisdom on the other side of the mic. <laughs> I have no, <laughs> I have zero problem saying that. That's a fact. That's just the way it is. 
I'm obnoxious, yeah. but then again, this is where I am. So, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, brother. It's very. And I'm also say. praying for grandson, and I'll be praying for your wife as well. Yes, and I greatly, greatly appreciate that. She's she's the one I get most concerned about because she's my she is my human strength from that point of view. So, amen for that. Okay. Well, thank you, David. All right, God bless you. God bless you. Too. Bye. Bye. All right, we'll do the joke in the next one because I, I can't do it here because. It's way too funny to do in that segment. However, oh, yeah, that's right. I said it's way too funny. <laughs> Carissa's like going, oh, yeah, sure. You're just not thinking it's that funny. But I want to do this one thing because we're talking about family and Christian family. Now, watch this. This is amazing because it kind of feeds right in, and I love this when we do our show and you have this feed right in along, right? Mark 1, uh, this is verse 16. Passing along the Sea of Galilee, Jesus saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea and they were as they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw Jesus. James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending their nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. So the first call of Jesus on the disciples when we're using the Gospel of Mark is two sets of brothers. Okay, I want you to just kind of catch this. In other words, it's not like these 12 guys came together and nobody knew each other. That's not what happened at all. And in fact, when my brother got saved, and my brother who I love and adore is and, and, and uh, completely one of the most important people for him to bring to a decision for Jesus Christ was me. And so I'm his brother. And so he was like, yeah, I mean, that was important to him. So Simon, who's Peter, and Andrew, and James and John. And we know, by the way, as, just as a matter of fact, that they were, in fact, partners. You could almost assume that from the text because Jesus calls Peter and Andrew, and then he goes a little further and calls James and John. It doesn't mean that Jesus called uh, Peter and Andrew and then went up and over a mountain and through a you know, you know, different city and this. He went a little further down the same path he was going. And he said, all right, now you guys too. We know they were fishermen because Luke 5, 9 through 10 says, for he and all who were with him were astounded at the catch of, catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. I mean, that's what it says. They were partners. So these four people know each other well, okay? You have Peter and Andrew James and John. And as you guys know, as you read the scriptures, you you figure out pretty quickly, Peter, James, and John are mostly in everything, right? Poor Andrew. <laughs> just, you know, there's always one odd duck in a foursome. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's the he's an odd duck, I guess, or something. But anyway, so Peter, James, and John, they're all together. But here's what I want you to catch. Because what Jesus was doing, and people are going to hate the way this sounds, but Jesus was creating this this group of people who would fellowship for eternity with the Lord in the New Testament era, and they were in a position where they were working, right? It's not like they weren't doing anything. They were working, and Jesus called them away, and in regards to James and John, uh, they must have been doing they're, maybe their part of the partnership was a little better because they had servants and their dad. I mean, it looked like sounds like it was a little bigger operation, maybe. But they were called and they left what? They left their family. They left their business. 
and they left themselves. Ooh, pull that one out, Dave. That one, I don't want to hear that. They left their family. They left their business. How important is you? You have a business, and Jesus is like, uh, yeah, you know how you're doing that? Uh, stop doing that. Okay, well, Jesus, we're selling hot dogs here. Yeah, no more hot dogs right now. Okay. Now, if that had said pizza, I think that would have been the argument there. But here, here's it. They left their family. They left their business. And they left themselves. Now, what does that mean? They left themselves. They left the life they knew. Think about that. They left the life they knew. How different is is this in the capacity that God calls Abraham out away from his family and says, "Hey, we're going to go do something different." Well, that's what happened to these guys. And they were discipled by Jesus, not by just a rabbi. By the Son of God. And so the world is, you know, and I have heard politicians on the air say it, so you can't tell me it. they don't say it because they have said it. They keep saying, well, it's, you know, it's, it's family and it's friends and then it's faith. I'm like, no, it isn't. <laughs> Stop trying to be a teacher. You're not a teacher. In fact, you're a failed politician, so we won't even talk about who that was. It's faith, faith, and then faith, and then faith, faith, faith. And then faith, 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 and then it's family, and then it's friends. You get the picture? It's like it's faith, 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 faith. And why is that? Because that's the most important thing is your relationship with the Lord. Remember Abraham? A little too tight there with his son. A little too tight with the child that represented the promises of God. And the Lord said, yeah, we're going to chop that up. We're not going to do that. You're gonna, we're going to cut this off. Now, he didn't actually physically do it, but he brought Abraham to the point where Abraham was willing to sever to make sure there was nothing between God and Abraham and no one. And that's what the Lord requires of us. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Look, I adore my wife, but she's not Jesus. And let's not forget that, right? That's how it is for all of us, right? Leave it all, follow him. That's the call. All right, you are listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a short break, then come back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn 
and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Oh, no, it's not on his tail. It's on his face. I've ruined it. Oh, no. Well, that's okay, though. Somebody else will come along and get it right. Thanks for coming to my birthday party, Stewie. Oh, I wouldn't have missed it for anything. I've never been to a party before. Want to watch me blow out the candles? I would love to see that. And gosh, Bobby, I'd love to play with some of your birthday toys, but only after you've played with them and only if you say it's okay. The Christian faith is being attacked. Fifty years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience on God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're getting ready for our next trivia question. little harder than the last one. Not super difficult, but a little harder. Uh, while the crucifixion was taking place, who arranged for the wording of the notice on the cross that read Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Who arranged for the wording on the notice of the cross to be read, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews? That's a good one. It's a tough one. And if you don't know it, it's okay, but it'd be worth it to look it up. Ale nailing it before anybody else hits the bingo right away. Uh, if you want to reach out to us on this as a call, 972 445 0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, david at he must increase.org. And then I will send you to the website. Don't forget that there's the ambassador uh, element on there. Don't forget that there is also uh, the praise reports and prayer requests you can lift. And as well, you can give on the website. So here's my here's my best uh, uh, opportunity to convince you to give. Ruh-roh, you need to give. <laughs> is that is that Scooby Doo who does that? Ruh-roh, ruh-roh. <laughs> the rent's coming up. <laughs> Poor Chris. Chris has to put up with so much. I enjoy it. Yeah, I love you, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, we need money. <laughs> Let's just say it that way. Please go to he must increase.org. 
prayer request? Hemostincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. Is the boing coming? No. <laughs> see, you see why it's got to be sooner though. You can see why, because if you have it, if it's silent, then people are like going, "Did the show go off the air?" And to Look, the... I'm jumping off, off the ship, okay? Okay. Because <laughs> I just want to say, because some of the people that listen to the show are like, "Oh, I hope so." <laughs> it's like, yeah, I wouldn't count on it. All right, so uh, we'll do instead of doing the joke yet, because I have decided if I want to do that or not. It's such a funny joke, but I just know I'm going to get those emails that, like, Dave Spoon, those are not funny jokes. You need to repent. Like, okay. <laughs> See this? That's, you know that's not going to happen. But in the meantime, we can do history. Let's do history. Let's go All right, today is National Hippo Day, not a day that a lot of people know about. I didn't know that the hippo lobby had gone to wherever. How do you get that? To, it's like they all got together and said, it's a good day for a hippo day. What? How do you celebrate that? I don't know. I, I don't even know. I, I want to know who petitioned for it, right? I mean, a big what, hippo. Yeah, I mean, we don't have Nat Day or Flea Day or anyway. Uh, it is also, uh, this could be part of it, but it's National Annoy Squidward Day and SpongeBob Annoy Squidward Day, which I don't even know what that means. I think that has to do with the SpongeBob, you know, cartoon. I don't know. It's Flag of Canada Day. They're not having the best, uh, <laughs> they're not having the best month. And then it's National Gumdrop Day. So we'll leave that there and let you figure that out. This is fantastic. In 1903, on this day, the first public teddy bear is made so you know that see that that's you know hey, i got a trivia fact for you what's that this is the day 1903 first teddy bear okay All right. also the 1950 the movie cinderella is released uh and then the very last thing 19 1798 so going way way back first brawl on the floor of the united states house of representatives Two weeks prior during an argument, Matthew Lyon from Vermont had spit tobacco juice in the face of Roger Griswold from Connecticut. This is back then. Politics is worse than worse than now. <laughs> they were spitting on each other and throwing things. At least now they just use the media to attack each other. Don't forget what media stands for. Remember? Media making everyone dumber in America. That's what media stands for. If you don't understand that, it is beyond me to help you. Okay? All right. This is going to be a weird teaching, so I better uh, I feel I better do the trivia question one more time, make sure you know what it is. Who arranged for the wording of the notice on the cross to read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. I want to talk to you about the power of truth, the power and the proof of truth, okay? 
And the leper came to him, this is referring to coming to Jesus, imploring him and kneeling, said to him, if you will, you can make me clean. Moved with compassion, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to them. For a what? For a proof to them. For a what? Okay, I think you get it, right? All right. When a real miracle takes place from the hand of God, it does not need smoke and mirrors. So when Jesus did miracles, it wasn't, well, did he get healed? Did he not get healed? Is he a little healed? Is he so? When Jesus did something, it was like, what's that? Right? There's no if, ands, or buts. And while many showmen and showwomen have taken to stages to promote their ministries, miracles are for the glory of God, and they are a vehicle of grace to people, and they are often demonstrable and provable. And that's what people are like, what? What do you mean provable? What is it? You can prove them. I, I, that's, that's not, that's not the, the part I want to focus in on. God does miracles in your life. He answers prayers. You know when you're in your private, you know, the prayer closet or wherever you're praying in your car or whatever it is, wherever it is you do your devotions. Maybe you have a study or a bedroom. Maybe you get up before the kids get up or you stay up later, whatever that is. And you pray and you know the situation is beyond the realm. And the Lord answers it. You know it's a miracle. That miracle, that answer to prayer, is more for you, okay? And there's nothing wrong with that. Something that you asked God in prayer. But there are other miracles that take place in the lives of others that are to be shared and witnessed and testified to. How about something like what Cordelia was sharing, just the thing she's praying for people, she's praying for her sister, it's getting better. They need a car, the Lord provides them with a car. It's like, that's that's good stuff. That's not, that's big stuff, right? I've shared this with you before. I like sharing it just because it's one of those coolest, one of the coolest stories, I mean, in my life. I've had a, a couple of miracles. I've had a couple of... Uh, demonic encounters, all that stuff. Not in mass amounts, just in small amounts, which is really, I think, much better for me. And then, But when I was praying to the Lord that one Christmas that I mentioned, you guys, we had no money. Oh, Lord, I need money. Oh, we need something. I have nothing. Blah, 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 blah. And then whiny, 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 whiny. And then I go out. I still have the, the envelope. And I go out to the mail, and there's a letter from somebody from England. I mean, come on. From England, like, what's this solicitation, <laughs> right? You want a free cruise, you know? Or maybe it's the man who knew too little. And it's like, I'm going to go through one of those things. And I open it up, and it's a check for somebody that had visited the church for me personally for Christmas. It's not for church. It's for you personally used for Christmas gifts. That was the within a, a little time frame, an hour, maybe less than an hour, of praying that prayer. 
in the mailbox is a letter with a check for Christmas from England, which was sent a week earlier in answer to a prayer that I would offer at that moment. <laughs> yeah, see that? That one? I've proclaimed that. I Any chance I get, that's just a, what a great provisionary miracle. And the biggest part about that is, I didn't even know the people were from England. And then they, they came, they went through the church, they went back to England, and they planted a church and followed like the model we were using, which was nutty like the show is. And it's just like, wow. And they took up a collection. Who knew? Nobody said anything. The Holy Spirit did all that stuff. Didn't ask me, didn't talk to me about it. All I know is I prayed a prayer, opened my email box. There it was. From it. It's a miracle. That's right. That's a miracle. Share That one you share. Certain personal ones where the Lord helps me overcome something I'm struggling with. Nah, I don't share those that much. <laughs> but I pray them, and I know that there are times to share, and there are times not. But the Lord does things in your life. And what a fantastic witness going back to what Cordelia just shared. And then Sanson gets on the phone, and he's like, that was a blessing for me to hear. That's that continuation of the testimony, sharing it with one another. And miracles, by the way, have a purpose. So let's not get the, they're not so that people can have a great ministry. I really wish people would just grow up in that whole process, okay? They're not non-existent. Somebody getting saved, that's a miracle. Hello. Okay, now I do got to answer the trivia before we go, right? Pontius Pilate, that's the answer. Pontius Pilate, that's the answer. Pontius Pilate. But let me just say this real quickly, Okay. Uh, so then the Lord Jesus, after he spoke to them, was take them to heaven, sat down at the right hand of God, and they all went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. God does miracles to make a declaration of his truth, of his word, and of his love. And that's why they happen. Okay? Does he still love people? You bet. Of course he does. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience. Right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Kevin Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, though you may appeal to a higher power. What is the David Spoon Experience? Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey, jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey, la 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 that is la 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 You asked for zany, my friend. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. So we, being not... 
completely unlike you know Christmas vacation in Chevy Chase and so on and so forth. We we got a really big tree, slapped it up on the car. Of course, it scratched the car to no end. Remember, I'm Jewish and I'm trying to follow the Christmas holiday. It's got nothing to do with my Christianity. <laughs> I like Christmas. I like the season and so on and so forth. I have no problem celebrating any specific time, picking a time, and we're as close as we can be celebrating the birth of Christ. It's awesome. It's a great time of year. But you're talking about me fighting a tree. And I'm fighting the tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I hack off a few branches. And unfortunately, what I hacked off with the, with the axe wasn't enough because I was right there again, holding the Christmas tree with my feet on the door, trying to pull it in. Hey, you know what? The Christmas tree was not coming in. So you know what I did? I hacked off a few more pieces. But then, instead of just trying to pull the tree in, I hacked off a few more pieces. By this point, I have decided that Christmas is a pagan holiday that only people who are supporting Christmas presents have created, and Jewish people who believe in Jesus should not be celebrating Christmas, and I'm crashing the and I've got the act of, and I'm crushing it, and I'm going to get this tree in, and you would not believe it, but after doing that for 15 minutes, I still could not get the tree in the house. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here is your last trivia question. Traditionally, you notice how I said that traditionally, right? Kind of a little line there. On which day of the week did Jesus' disciples discover that his tomb was empty? On which day of the week, and then for those that will want to know, I'll explain how that works. On which day of the week, which day of the week, we're looking for, there's one of seven. Is that that a nice way to say that? There's one of seven. All seven end with the word day. Is that that a good way to say that? These are good clues. Those are good clues. On which day of the week did Jesus' disciples discover that his tomb was empty? <laughs> so, <clears throat> both Eric and Joy gave the answer, but gave the same answer, but even though I'm looking for the day, the actual name of the day. <laughs> you know what they said, right? They said first day. It's like, okay, I'm looking for the actual day. <laughs> How did you both do that? I just, I have to figure that out. All right, if you think you know, you can call in on that. So what day of the week was it that uh, Jesus rose? That's pretty much what we're looking for. If you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I've elected not to tell my joke. And the reason I'm not going to tell my joke is because it makes me think about the cat joke joke that went really bad. So I have decided <clears throat> in the name of decency that I am going to wait. <laughs> and I will tell you the only joke that my mom, well, she told me two jokes, okay? They're both, uh, they're kind of funny, but my mom taught me both of them. Okay, ready? Ready? All right. 
You know both of them. I told you both of them. There's nothing new in this. Okay, number one, roses are red. Violets are bluish. If it wasn't for Jesus, you'd all be Jewish. Okay, that's number one, which is a classic. And then the other one is Jesus saves, but Moses invests. <laughs> hey, that's my family. You have to you have to roll with the punches, right? You got to go with what you got. All right, which day? <laughs> Joy, Joy Ann and Eric both got it, but the, the first answer was first day, first day. It's like, yes, yes, but what day is that? <clears throat> they got it, so that's all cleared up. On which day of the week did Jesus discover that his uh, the Jesus disciples discovered that the tomb was empty? And yes, we were looking for a day. All right, uh, anything else? Oh, tomorrow is going to be a really good teaching. Got to get ready for that. Plus, I need some prayer for a little wisdom here, because here's what I have. Okay, just to let you know. So I've got Job, which has been a phenomenal study that the Lord's brought me through. Just some of the best material. But I also have 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Romans, 1st Timothy, 2nd Timothy, Titus, and uh, Philemon, plus I have James and 1st Peter and 2nd Peter, and Jude. So I have quite a bit <laughs> to cover, and Romans is—you I, 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 can't even read my Bible. There's so many markings in it, I can't even read it. I actually had to order another Bible so I can read it. It's terrible, but it's great. So anyway, be in prayer. So because we got Thessalonians going to be ending soon, and we're going to be blowing through a few different ones. And then I also have Genesis. So I don't know if we. And then I also have Ruth, uh, and then uh, uh, well, we have Isaiah, and that's, there's plenty. All right, let me get into the teaching. The question: What day of the week did Jesus raise on? Rise on? Rose on? What day? What day is Resurrection Day? There you go. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 19 says this. This is the Apostle Paul. So this is not somebody who's new in the faith. If you can understand what I'm saying, this is not a new person. This is the person who is writing Scripture, right? Here's what he says. Ephesians 6, 19. Pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will fear, fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. Again, this is the Apostle Paul, somebody who has spoken ad nauseum, would be a fair way to say it, written ad nauseum, right? He's asking the people at the church of Ephesus, the collective churches, because there were multiple churches, pray for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. I, I just am amazed by this, and we'll dive into this. Is somebody ready to answer the trivia question? We're going to give them a chance, and then we're going to come back to this. But look who's asking for prayer in order to speak with confidence. It's the Apostle Paul. Now, if he's asking for prayer, <laughs> I think it's okay for us to ask for prayer. I'm getting that impression. Anyway, let's uh, get this trivia question answered, and then we'll come back to this. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. It's Samson. Sorry, I'm twice. <laughs> no problem. No problem, brother. All right. So pretty straightforward. What day of the week 
is the day that the disciples were like, wait, he's not there. What day? Well, the day the Americans play and watch Super Bowl, which means, <laughs> which means Sunday. <laughs> that is correct, Armando. The answer is Sunday, the unspoken American holiday, right? <laughs> the Super yeah. Bowl is like so funny. It's like nobody will say it, but are you kidding? I mean, more people, more people call in sick on the Super Bowl after the day after the Super Bowl than any other holiday all year long. That tells you everything yeah. you got to know. <laughs> Good job, oh. brother. Excellent work. All right. Thank you. All right. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so fun. All right. Now I want to go back to this. And the reason is I want you guys to catch this, right? All right. The Apostle Paul is asking for prayer. What is he asking? Pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given to me so I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. So he's asking for prayer. What is he asking for prayer for? That when he speaks, God will give him the right words to say. Don't you think somewhere in the back of your mind, gosh, I would think the Apostle Paul has it down by now. I mean, he's writing the book of Ephesians. He wrote the book of Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. You're like going, really? 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, the pastoral epistles. not like this guy doesn't know how to write, doesn't know how to speak. He's been talking. He talked at Athens everywhere. Guess what? He needed help. You're not alone. You're in the best possible company. It's okie dokie. That's our, that's our theological. We haven't used that for a while, right? Our theological term. Okie dokie artichoke. It's okie dokie artichoke to pray for help when you're speaking for your king and talking about the gospel. After all, you are an ambassador and you are a spokesperson for the gospel and you are a spokesperson for Jesus Christ. And when people go, well, do you speak for God? The answer is yes, because that's the calling of the ministry of reconciliation, which he has given every Christian. So there's no, are you speaking for God? Yes, exactly what I'm doing. That's exactly what he told me to do. And what's being said is straightforward. I need prayer when I speak. Paul, how could you possibly need prayer? If anybody doesn't need prayer, wrong. We all need that. We should all be praying for one another. And the reason I bring this up is I find it more fascinating that it's in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 19, at the end end of this epistle, which is one of the most famous epistles of all, is Ephesians. And it's like, at the end of it, he's like, pray for me, because I want to speak good. <laughs> I want to say it right. You're like, go ahead. Really? And it should tell you, you're in great company. Even though we don't always know what to say or how to say it, this is a work of God. When the gospel moves from our mouth to somebody else's ears in whatever capacity, it's the Lord that anoints it. There's somebody that taught, and, and, I, and I'm not going to go into who it is, but I, I've always thought this was a great point of view that taught that it has got nothing to do with what you say, and it's almost got nothing to do with what people hear as much as what God does with the in-between, the mouth and the ear. It's like, eh, I don't think that's necessarily wrong. Because God can take the worst presentation and somebody can get saved from it. It's just, that's how he is. He's God. So instead of thinking you're insufficient 
in the capacity that, oh, you'll never speak as good as Paul, you should feel like you're in great company because your brother, the Apostle Paul, is like, ah, I need help. And you know what? I need help. You know what? You need help. We all need help. We need the Lord to touch what we're saying and make it somehow where it works. It's the powers in the gospel itself. It's never in the messenger, and I'm not convinced it's in the receiver. I believe it's from the Lord touching what's being spoken and making it life. So that way, you don't have to worry about how well you do. You just do and let him take care of how it turns out because you're not saving anybody anyway. Only he is. Well, that takes a little pressure off. Well, that's good. <laughs> could barely speak the alphabet. Okay, good. All right. Uh, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spinanity. Talk to you then. Views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.